It's time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. And good afternoon, friends and listeners of Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe <laughs> Radio Network in South and Central Texas. Are you ready for another local and live show? <laughs> we are. Woo! Yes, we are. And if you only knew the crazy that goes on behind the, <laughs> the scenes, you'd know why stuff. we were smiling and giggling and laughing and squirming and squealing and dancing to the music as it opens. Yes, and because I had a small cup of coffee. Life is Look, crazy. That's a small cup. <laughs> life is crazy when you're a Catholic you're going to get attacked. You're going to get subjected to things. You're going to suffer. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to feast. You're going to fast. Yeah. <laughs> and all the crazy that builds up to this show every Monday is a hoot. So maybe Amen. we can do behind the scenes on Facebook sometime. Amen. To include mirrors and stuff falling <laughs> off the walls. Yes. You know, um, you and I had an altercation on the phone what? earlier because literally before I'm about to leave our home, my son by the grace of God, notices that a giant, and I mean giant, wall mirror, literally the kinds of mirror that's above your bathroom uh, uh, sink in our daughter's bathroom was leaning as in it had detached from the wall, you know, the glue that they use to attach it. It literally was coming off the wall and leaning on a simple sliver of wood from the medicine cabinet that's to the side. And in my imagination, I'm imagining this whole gigantic, I don't know, six by five piece of glass slamming to the ground while my children are, I'm away from them and everything. So it created chaos. They come back and they're playing with cut glass, what you're saying? <laughs> but God is good. And he managed to give my son the grace to see that. And my son also had great insight on how to fix it. So we did that and I raced here and we were busy having see? beautiful conversation before. And now we're we on we just hate Teresa. the air. Isn't it great how that happens? <laughs> One of our great friends. And we had lively conversation right up until the second we came on the air. Speaking of a great friend, you know, Karen Hamilton, who came into the church probably oh, about 15, Karen. 16, 17 Karen. years ago when she first volunteered here. 13 years ago, she brought a coffee cup. Yes. And this is a little coffee you cup. You are way too sentimental about crazy so, things. Oh, well. We love Karen, though. So. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, well, thanks, all of you all, for joining us today. Julie and Julie and me. It was almost just me today. I'm here in Rice and Walk. And of course, I'm going to start off by saying Happy New Year. Happy New Year. New we were saying that on year. Sunday. That's can, right. Yeah. Can we say that, that 2020 is gone? No, it's not. Because oh, 2020 is still here. I wish we could say that. <laughs> but oh well. Um, on today's show, I'm going to love this because it's Advent Saints and Feasts. We'll be going over the major uh, events at the Holy Mother Church March during this holy time of waiting on the birth of Jesus. It's that anticipation that you need to 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 delve into to let it let it soak yourself up in it. Can I say it that way? Yeah. Because I think we need to be doing that more. We and you know what's interesting much. is that most of us don't give these feast days and saints the time of day because we're too busy thinking about actual Christmas. And so we're rushing through this whole beautiful blessed time of Advent and we're literally leaning over all these glorious and beautiful opportunities to grow in holiness and anticipation of the birth of Christ. So we're going to try to get you focused on what we need to focus on, which is the season of the time, which is Advent right now. Amen. Amen. So since this is the Feast of St. Andrew today, we'll be talking, of course, a little bit about his life, but we'll start off again with his beautiful Christmas prayer of anticipation. Anticipation. I love that word. Something we don't do very often anymore. We don't wait for things. Right. So, if you'll please join me, our opening prayer this morning, in the name of, uh, this noontime, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Hail and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born. 
of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold, kind of like right now, it's kind of cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and of his blessed mother. Amen. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray for us. St. Andrew. Pray, pray for, for us. us. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Julie, tell us about that, that, that pious tradition, praying it 15 well, so, times a day. Uh, last week, we looked up an Advent prayer, and once again, it's very interesting. You know, you can be a Catholic all your life and learn something new every day. So I was looking for an Advent prayer, and this prayer came up, and the reason why we prayed it again was because it came up again. E.W. Cheng was promoting it because... Today is St. Andrew's Feast Day, and you begin, it, they call it a novena, and I'm thinking, well, a novena is nine days. But in this case, this novena prayer is to be said 15 times a day, which is very interesting. Now, you, some of us are going, well, my goodness, I can't even get myself to pray the Holy Rosary every day. How are you going to get me to pray this prayer 15 times a day? Ask God Start for tomorrow. the grace. That's right. Ask God for the grace. Ask St. Andrew to help you. So the pious tradition is that if this prayer is said 15 times a day, now in my head I'm thinking, okay, so how about saying it five times in the morning, five times at noon when you're, you know, when you're doing your mealtime prayers at lunchtime, and then five times in the evening. If you do that, it's very easy to do it 15 times a day. It doesn't seem so ominous to try to do that. And the idea is to pray this piously. What does pious mean? With devotion and and love and devoutness to our Lord and the and the promises that He gives us through every prayer that is given with heartfelt gratitude and and love for God. If you pray this prayer piously 15 times a day until Christmas Day, it is said to be a very powerful prayer. Now, once again, we are not superstitious as Catholics, so it's not like we're saying, if you pray this prayer 15 times a day until Christmas Day, you're going to get buckets of gold and, you know, all kinds of good things are going to happen to you. The Lord tells us we must depend on his goodwill, his providence, his perfect will. And who knows in those days up to Christmas, if you are praying this prayer 15 times a day, believe me, he is going to be shaping your heart to the shape of his heart. Right. And that's why we think it's a pious prayer. Plus, it's also a very biblical um, to pray without ceasing. <laughs> to pray <laughs> without ceasing. Exactly. So there's another way to do it. Um, <laughs> very you can, nice. You can follow segue. scripture and everything you're doing. Uh, the prayer, you know, I like this quote from St. Andrew. Um, oh, God. Oh, good cross. I'm sorry. Oh, good. Oh, bona crux. Crooks. Crooks, yes. is that how you say that? Um, it's a, a, a prayer reflecting uh, St. Andrew's delight immediately prior to his crucifixion and death. And that, you know, just thinking about that part right there. He knew he was about to be crucified, mm-hmm. which legend has, says that he was crucified on an X. Yes, um, which is really interesting. I'll say a little bit about him in a minute, okay. but say the so, quote. So this, it's awesome. uh, this quote is O good cross, made beautiful by the body of the Lord. Long have I desired you, ardently have I loved you, unceasingly have I sought you out, and now you are ready for my eager soul. Receive me from among men and restore me to my master, so that he who, by means of you, in dying redeemed me, may now receive me. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's a beautiful that alone. Beautiful. And what's interesting about learning about St. Andrew is that I when I think about the apostles, 
you and I grew up during the time of the show, the the beautiful epic movie that they used to see on television oh, called Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, right? So you think about all the apostles from that movie and you think about all the different, I mean, of course, you know, it's up to in, director's interpretation and the actor, the way they portrayed him. But if you remember in the movie, Andrew is one of the two that is a follower of John the Baptist and John the Baptist literally tells them. Behold, the son of God, follow him, follow him. So they, they, in the movie, they go and they pursue Jesus and they say, Jesus, we'll become your followers if you'll have us. And I love it because Jesus, the actor, Jesus in the movie, puts his hand on the chest of each one of them, calls them by name, which is biblical. I call you by name. And he tells them, you know, that, you know, he'll say, Andrew. And he looks at them straight in the eyes. It's so beautiful. It's it's like you imagine what Jesus is going to be doing when you see him for the first time. He's going to call you by name and just look at you with love. He's your now creator. Now I want to go back and see the movie. Usually it's we see beautiful. It during, during so wow. you're reminded that, that Andrew was one of the disciples of John the Baptist. And then you also are reminded that He's the one who tells Jesus about the little boy with the loaves and fishes. Oh yes, that's right. On the on the hill when they're when he's uh, preaching and they need to find food, and then the tradition is that uh, Andrew went to preach the good news around the shores of the Black Sea, and throughout what is now Greece and Turkey, and he was martyred by crucifixion, as you mentioned, in Patras. And he was bound, not nailed, to a cross. And the cross is described. It's a cruci- uh, he was crucified on a cross form known as crux dus. Uh, hold on, discus. Discus- five times fast. Decusata, <laughs> decusata. We're learning Latin in our house, so that's probably Latin. And it's basically refers to the cross being an X shape. So of course you would look at a cross going this way, and if you lay it on its side, it's an X shape. And so that's known as St. Andrew's Cross, and he was believed to have been crucified this way because he obviously, just like St. Peter, didn't think of himself being worthy to be crucified as Jesus was crucified. And so, um, I, once again, he's all the apostles except for St. John were martyred. So you think about right. St. Andrew being crucified um, on a cross, and it, it's just beautiful. Now, my understanding is that he, he, some of his relics ended up in Vatican City, and then they were sent back to Patras where he was um, crucified, and now they're kept in the Church of St. Andrew in Patras. And, and where's that now? Modern day what? Is that either Russia? Uh, Turkey, I don't know. Area? I guess Turkey and Greece, Greece. I would imagine. Okay. Oh, and of then um, his life was just amazing. So he's the patron saint of fishermen and singers. Singers, which is really interesting. I think that's really interesting. <laughs> and he's heard. also the patron saint of several countries and cities, including Scotland, Romania, Russia, Ukraine, and of course, Patras. And his feast gotcha. day is today, November Amen. 30th. St. Andrew. St. Andrew, pray for us. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. So, um, folks, we want to go through these feasts, these saints. Uh, we want you to have a, a, a much more fulfilling Advent Absolutely. this year. Uh, take advantage of the beautiful uh, saints that our church has provided us, has, has recognized, has, has um, canonized, and uh, call upon them to and ask them to help you have the best, uh, most fulfilling uh, mm-hmm. anticipation period um, Advent that you've ever had. Um, St. Barbara, December 4th. St. Barbara. I and, was reading and, about and, and St. Barbara. She I'm, had a crazy... Yeah, I'm thinking of, uh, of Barbara Britton, you know, one of the Kibasa family. She keeps popping in my head every time oh, I see Barbara. St. Barbara. Um, I just sent her a text last week, uh, Thanksgiving. I need to reach out to her and say, hey, I wonder if her birthday's on that day. I need to find out. St. Barbara had a crazy, crazy life. Okay, so first of all, my understanding well, well, is that... She's a patroness of 
against lightning and electrical storms. Really? Among other things, too. I saw that and I'm like, Oh, Whoa. my goodness. This is crazy. Okay, so <laughs> apparently she was the daughter of a rich pagan, and I'm going to really Diosaurus summarize her. Or something. Yeah. Like Diosaurus. Diosaurus. There you go. And um, she apparently was very, very beautiful, right? And so her dad wants to protect her. And what does he do? He puts her in a tower. Okay, now, how many dads are getting ideas about building towers for their beautiful daughters? That would be crazy. <laughs> and he only allowed pagan teachers to visit her, but she secretly, secretly. Oh, I didn't catch that part. She secretly became a Christian, and she offered herself completely to the Lord. So as she grew older, her dad started presenting her for marriage because, of course, he thought, you know, she's not consecrated because she's not Christian, so she's going to get married. And she, of course, refused all of them. And so... The only thing he would ever let, um, only people he'd ever let come into the tower were pagans, right? But secretly, he allowed her, sometimes he allowed her to leave the tower because he figured that her attitude would change about marriage if she met people, you know, kind of mingled with pagans, I guess. And um, lo and behold, instead of meeting with pagans, who is she meeting with? Well, she was meeting with Christians. Yes, and Valentinium so, was who Origen sent to uh, to. Catechizer, I guess. Oh, wow, wow. And he, wow. And he baptized very her. very cool. Yeah. Okay. So then he he did lots of things for her to make her socialize and stuff like that. And, of course, she wouldn't do any of them. She wouldn't um, worship idols. And, and so well, one day she it, actually it gotta, told it her dad. More, more challenging than that. She actually threw out all the statues. Yeah. That were to these pagan gods wow. in her area, Talk about, uh, gods and goddesses. Yeah, <laughs> out the window of her tower, and she even traced the sign of a cross everywhere in the tower. That's really and cool. Added another window because yeah. there was two windows. Now she had three in honor of the Holy Trinity. Did you right. know that one? Woo! Right. Very very cool. So so what does her dad do? This is really weird. <laughs> I don't like this. Full part. of rage, he grabs her. He grabs a sword and he goes to strike her. Right. He grabs her by the hair. I think. And and tries to strike her, but she runs off, and he chases her. And guess what? While he's chasing her, literally a hill is like placed in front of him or moved in front of him that or whatever, hurt. and it blocks his way. And the hill opens up, and Barbara hides inside it. This is crazy. I mean, like they should make a movie about every saint's lives life because it's just so fantastic. And so they searched for her, and they couldn't find her. And so the dad starts asking around, and he asks two shepherds. The first one denies seeing her, and the second one turns her out and actually tells tells the dad where she is. Oof. So he finds her, and he beats her, and he locks her up, and he starves her. This is crazy. You learn a lot about different and, saints. And he also turned her over to Marcion, yes, who was a master uh, at the art of torture. Yeah, to oh. torture and be beaten. So also, this is crazy. A lot of you'll see this a lot in in a lot of uh, uh, saints' lives where the parents betray them. She it's was crazy, beaten with rods, torn with iron hooks, and oh. suffered other horrible torments. Oh, wow, that's crazy! Wow, and and the the quote that I'm reading here it says to finish her off. With oh. the most nicest of niceties, I don't understand how you say this. Because listen to what I'm saying next. <laughs> um, it's horrible. Her father asked for the privilege of striking <gasps> the final blow. You're kidding me! I hadn't read that part. He yet. dragged oh her out of town and cut off her head with an axe. But the best part of the story is wow. that she was being carried to heaven. Oh yeah, yeah, by the angels. Her father is supposed to have been struck dead by lightning when that happened. He and the guy, other guy who were torturing her were both struck by lightning and that. That's probably why she's the patroness of, what did you say she was patroness of? Lightning and lightning. electrical storms. <laughs> oh, so. wow. Wow. That's crazy. So, you know, this the whole idea behind this entire show 
is not only to encourage you to take Advent as a really beautiful time to prepare and to know your faith, but also these lives of the saints are incredible. Joe on his beautiful shows in the morning is always doing a lives of the saints. He does even a segment, right? He's a storyteller. Yeah. He loves to do lives of the saints. I was remembering and recalling before we got, I got here today that we had a tradition in our family when the kids were little that during breakfast time or during lunchtime while they were sitting and eating, I would read them the saint of the day. And I'm telling you, the stories are wilder and more amazing than any story you'll hear as a fairy tale. And they're based on truth. I encourage you, look up these Advent saints that we mentioned to find out more about them because their stories are amazing. They are. I mean, just like I'm <laughs> telling you now, she's also the patron saint, patroness of firemen, mathematicians, firework wow. makers, artillerymen, architects, smelters, saltpeter workers, wow. brewers, armorers. Hatters, tilers, masons, oh, miners, wow. and carpenters. And she is invoked against final impenitence. Wow. Wow. And I'm seeing right here that she's one of the 14 holy helpers. Now, I've learned a lot about those 14. These are 14 saints set aside because they are specifically known to be very powerful intercessors during times of great need. And the reason why I know of this is because I was listening to a podcast where someone was specifically going through this list of 14 holy help helpers. I, I suggest you look through those too, because those, these are saints who were living during times of pandemic and plague and craziness, just like we're kind of living through now. So St. Barbara is one of those 14 holy helpers and she's venerated because of her intercession against diseases and, it's just amazing. So I would highly suggest you get to know St. Barbara. And her feast day was when? What day did we say her feast day was? The 4th. Her feast day is the 4th, so it's mm-hmm. coming up really quickly. It's this week. Yes, it is. So, so Friday. It's the day we actually have the share start tomorrow. Let me when I talk <laughs> about the Friday of the 4th is when we have the um, all the volunteers here at, at the, the Very uh, nice. San Antonio location. For the share so please keep us in your prayers. Um, jumping into the next feast day, uh, St. Nicholas's feast day. St. Nicholas. Ooh. Okay, so so I brought a video that my kids have watched since they were little. We were talking to our friend Teresa before the show began. It's called Nicholas, the Boy Who Became Santa. It's a CCC movie, which is something we referenced yet, uh, last week when we were talking to Michelle McLean. They're beautiful. She's watching, as you can awesome. tell right now. Way they're, to go, Michelle. They're fabulous. I mean, they've got so many, and we've got almost all of them. I believe we probably have. Our family has almost all of them. And what's really cool is it features a saint, and it tells in animated form the story of their lives, and it's just precious. And Nicholas, in particular, is one of our favorites. It's just darling. In fact, I'm sure we'll be watching it. His feast is December 6th, and I believe that's Sunday this year, right? Yes, Aaron? yes, it is. Okay, so what's interesting is that... Um, we grew up, you and I, not having a clue about celebrating St. Nicholas's feast day. I mean, never even knew about it. It never came up on the calendar. We just were never encouraged. And there are so <laughs> many fabulous traditions. Michelle loves that video, in case you want to I know. love it. It's so fantastic. It's darling. So I highly, highly suggest you get it for, for your kids. I'm assuming that there is a CCC number here that you can call. Look it up. It's yeah. just easy to find. Look for Nicholas, the boy who became Santa. And what's really cool about this feast day, and most people don't know and they don't celebrate this feast day, is that you, you not only will you take the time to learn about St. Saint, um, Saint Nicholas and, and his background. And I remember last week we talked about how St. Nicholas 
punched another. He punched yes, a, heretic. a heretic. Yes, I, there's actually like <sighs> icons of Saint yes. Nicholas, like <laughs> knocking out this dude. I mean, these saints have such amazing storylines. Those are real icons. Those are things people have made up, right? No, there's, there's, a, there's an image. Yes, there's no. an actual image. It's very cool. Maybe somebody can um, tell us. Kind of like there's an image of Our Lady knocking out the devil. Um, you know, Hail Mary, full of grace, punched the devil in the face. face. <laughs> There's like beautiful, cool art that like really is reminiscent of what you really want to say. <laughs> hey, Jamie so anyway, Cardin is listening too. Excellent, Woo! Jamie. God bless you. We love you. Okay, so St. Nicholas's Feast Day is fantastic. And I don't know that many Catholic families know about the cel- the so, tradition of so, celebrating St. Nicholas's Feast. Yeah, so mention a little bit about uh, some of the, the, <clears throat> the one of the wonderful traditions of the shoes. Sure. Okay, so obviously we have the tradition of putting stockings out at Christmas, right? And so the little poem about the stockings were put hung by the chimney with care. Okay, so the reason why that little tradition, what it really comes from is putting out shoes during uh, the Feast of St. Nicholas. The obvious reason is because in the story of St. Nicholas, he was known to be very generous, right? And so he would sneak into your house or somehow find a way to bless you. And it was usually with gold coins or something. He's In the cartoon, he's shown to be very generous and he gives anything he can. Um, he'll give away his horse. He'll give away things. And in one point in the sweet little movie... He finds a family who the father has several daughters. They're very poor and destitute. They have no uh, money for their kids to, for his girls to be married. And so he's destitute and St. Nicholas overhears this and, and hides gold in their house. So the idea is that that's what the tradition comes from. So what Catholics families like to do and what is just so precious, especially to see other little, their little shoes Family, Catholic families put out, everyone puts out a set of their shoes. And the tradition is that in the morning you find a little gift from St. Nicholas. And sometimes it's uh, the chocolate coins that you can find, you know, Yum. they're kind of famous around Mardi Gras. But I, you can find them at like Hobby Lobby. They're like fo- uh, wrapped in gold foil and they're literally sold in a little net. And it's a little bag of chocolates. And the idea is that you celebrate the generosity of St. Nicholas and you are reminded of his life and his the beauty and faithfulness. Also in his storyline, he is imprisoned and he spends much time in prison growing in holiness. And when he's finally re- um, released from prison, he, he in his head is thinking, because he's being told by his captors, you're the only Christian left. No one else believes in what you believe. And so he's released and he's thinking he's going to find a world in which no one believes in Christ and no what no one celebrates Christ only to find that Christianity has grown tremendously especially when the people that he knew based on his faithfulness and a lot of people were praying it's an absolutely beautiful cartoon you've got to watch it so what's really cool is that by celebrating St Nicholas's feast day which is Sunday so obviously the night before, so December 5th, you would have all your kids put the shoes oh, out yes. and then you would hope that St. Nicholas would bring little goodies to put in each uh, child's shoes. And it's just an adorable way to start the whole day off with learning about St. Nicholas, how is he was faithful, how generous he was. Um, how adamant he was about defending the faith. He was a great defender of the faith. Remind him that he was a bishop. I mean, it's just a lovely way to start the day it and is. celebrate his feast. You know, one of the uh, uh, most striking, <clears throat> how do I put it, um, 
I don't want to say impersonation, but you know, somebody dressed up as St. Nicholas was uh, one of Michael and Janelle Hennessy did yes, the uh, Illuminations that Her house. daddy, God her bless daddy was dressed him. up as St. Nicholas and he had the beard. I mean, yes, beautiful image. costume. In fact, if I can find an image, I'll put it out there. But absolutely, uh, so beautiful. It's just important because uh, these the the culture has <laughs> has made him a secular image, has made St. Nicholas, uh, Santa, meaning saint. He's made him to be, they've made him to be a secular thing and it to be about gifts. And he really was so much more than that. So he's an Advent saint, December 6th, this coming Sunday, that we you, we highly encourage you to learn all about him. Set it up so that your children learn about him the day of or the day before. And put your shoes out and That's hope right. that St. Nicholas brings a little something That's for right. each and one Michelle of you. Michelle says here, he was a good fisher of men. He was a good fisher of men, <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. So is St. Andrew. Now, yes. here's one that I don't know enough about. Uh, maybe you can help me out with this one. <laughs> Uh, the following day on Monday, December 7th, is the Feast of St. Ambrose. St. Ambrose. Well, tell me about that. Obviously, I know St. Ambrose for his awesomeness with regard to being the person who converts uh, St. Augustine, right? And so there is a fabulous, what's the name of the program that that all the the churches have access to that all you do is get the code? Is it formed? Formed. Okay, so do you remember, uh, I think early in the pandemic, we decided to start watching Formed more often. And if you go online, you look at, I don't know, I guess you go to the website Formed, There's um, and you use the code that your parish has. Sometimes the parish publishes it in the bulletin. Sometimes they make it available on the website. It's just a, It's literally just a code that you would put in that really just gives the parish credit for having been the one to make this um uh, document available to you, the resource available to you. And you go look it up. One of the movies in there is about Ambrose and really? his fabulous life. And okay, so so um, it's really amazing to me that so many of these saints are, first of all, their lives may not be perfect at the beginning. They have a conversion, some sort of change in their lives where amazing things happen and then they become very, very powerful saints and in many cases grow to change other people into saints. Think about how often you read the life of a saint and you find out that their mother and father were also saints, their sisters were saints, um, they had influence on someone else who was a saint. And St. Ambrose is one of those two. He's the patron saint of candle makers, which is really, really cool. I think that's really, really neat. Yes, and, there's, and the honey, known as the honey-tongued The honey-tongued because like he... Spoke so sweetly about our Lord. Is? I think okay, he, cool. he was just enticing when it came to, you know, um, speaking about our Lord and converting people. And so um, we've, I don't know if we've, we forgot to mention a lot of what we're using today in our resource is, is a website called Catholic icing. Now we mentioned this last week and I'm thinking to myself, we have got to meet this girl. Her name is L- Lacey and she's a she Catholic lives? mom of four and she's an author crafter and she, it says there she's a chapstick addict. That's kind of funny. And she has, I mean, this, I heard about this website a billion years ago when we first started homeschooling. It's called Catholic Icing, as it's in got all kinds of icing on to, the cake. Yeah, stuff to print, like for advent <laughs> calendars, Jesse she tree got, ornaments. Yes, and so just, we're we're using that as a resource today because she is so fantastically. She's not paying us to do so. Yeah, just and good stuff. I, I invite you to go to CatholicIcing.com because she's got all this information, much more so than we're sharing because there's so much today. And she's going to give you printables, and so so you can literally be celebrating these Advent saints every day 
she's got printables for each saint. She's got this adorable garland that she's made out of the different. You print out the little coloring page. The kids print them. They make a little cone shape out of it. You can hang them as ornaments on your tree, on your Jesse tree, maybe. You can hang them up in the kitchen somewhere. You can put them on display near your advent calendar. I mean, the the your let your imagination go wild. They've got peg dolls. I know many many moms have heard of these little dolls. They're just little wooden pegs that you paint to look like a saint. And the idea is that you celebrate each of these saints on the day that they are is their feast, and all of this is anticipation of the birth of Christ. It builds it up. That's right. And it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I, lo- I love the key word for today is anticipation. Anticipation. Um, so Saint Ambrose, uh, you know, I, I just for some reason I love the name. I love Saint. Yeah, Ambrose. and I think I know several people. Don't aren't the yeah, don't the yes, Coles have yes, an Ambrose? Yes, I know a lot of little boys who are named Saint Ambrose. So he's one the of the original... After St. Ambrose. Yes, after okay. <laughs> Well, hopefully they'll be St. Ambrose's too. Wouldn't that be awesome? So he's one of the four original doctors of the church, which is really cool. He was the Bishop of Milan, and he became one of the most important theological figures of the fourth century. Now, he was born in 340, so he's a very, very, very old world saint. Um, he was from a Roman uh, Christian family. He grew up with his siblings, and... Um, they oh this is interesting it's believed that by many that when ambrose was just an infant a swarm of bees landed on his face and left behind a drop of honey oh that goes the whole honey thing to his father this was a sign that ambrose would become someone great with a wonderful sense of speaking so honey tongue i get it that's really cool so really quick jamie just shared with us here that Lacey, the the creator of this website she also started a catholic schoolhouse Homeschool program. So wow, I know. I, I'm imagining that we're going to have to have her on the air. In fact, yeah. we might even I might even send her the show so she can know that we're um, we're talking about her last week and this week because her her website is just so resourceful and I know that I've used it throughout the years and she literally puts this stuff up for free. It's just an opportunity for her to share. First of all, she's very talented and she's obviously very generous with what she learns and she's very devout in the sense that she's very encouraging about inspiring you about your catholic faith and it's something that we all need i mean how many moms we were talking to michelle mclean last week how many moms really think back on years past and you can always say oh i should have done more i should have done this i should have done that but one of the things michelle and i both agreed on is that every year is different and especially during this crazy time that we've got with covid going on You can always adapt these celebrations, these feasts, these momentous occasions, depending on the situation, and also bring joy. I mean, a lot of people are putting out their Christmas stuff early because there's been such depression going on and there's just been such, um, you know, things to be sad and worried about. And they really want to hurry towards the joy of Christmas season. But Advent itself has such fantastic things to be excited. And beauty. There's such beauty in the Advent season. So. So it's really fantastic. I know we're getting off topic about St. Ambrose, but... So tell you what. Yeah. Before we jump into the next saint, <clears throat> okay. let's take a quick break. Okay. Well, folks, again, you're tuning in to Rise and Walk here in the, the South and Central Texas area, and we're talking about all wonderful saints and feasts during of the Advent, Advent season. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi there, Richard Reina here. On December 1st, we'll begin our 2020 Christmas share to help keep Catholic Radio on the air here in South and Central Texas. We'll be celebrating our 20-year anniversary of the Guadalupe Radio Network 
and ask that you please call in to renew your pledge or become one of the new GRN family members helping to keep our airwaves Catholic. Thank you and know that we pray for you every single day. All new content is coming your way. Hi, Joe McLean here. And the Catholic Drive Time is your brand new morning show airing across America, online, on air, and on your phone. Wednesday, December the 9th, 6 to 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. My team and I are ready to keep you informed and inspired. We'll cover the latest news and breaking stories from a Catholic perspective. Not to mention, we'll have a daily Catholic trivia show with prizes. Don't miss this. Wednesday, December the 9th, 6 a.m. Central. You're listening to Rise and Walk with my dad and mom, Richard and Julie Reyna. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Hello from the studios of Guadalupe Radio Network. My name is Janelle, and I'm a student at the University of St. Thomas. Can you believe Guadalupe Radio Network is 20 years old? That's older than me. GRN has been able to grow and flourish for so many years thanks to the grace of God, the intercession of Our Lady, and thanks to volunteers and listeners like you. So GRN can continue to grow and change lives. Please visit grnonline.com to see how you can help. Once again, that's grnonline.com. A time for courage. Can you hear me okay, Dave? Yes, I can. Thanks, Carlos. You're, you're loud and clear. Hey, just quick comment. My comment is very simple, but times like this that our church is going through such tribulation is why we need platforms like Catholic Radio. We have to have Catholic Radio. And I love your station. We have to support it because it's what ties all Catholics together. Praise Jesus, Carlos. I couldn't agree with you more. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Now, back to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie. Yeah, we are back with more feasts and saints during the Advent season to celebrate uh, uh, with more anticipation the birth of Jesus Christ during this Advent season. Right, and we were talking about St. Ambrose, and I wanted to mention before we moved on to the next saint that um, he was definitely uh, someone we should learn more about because he, he wrote a lot of important writings and hymns. Obviously, he's a doctor of the church, so of course he has a a huge amount of writings. That's usually how you become a doctor of the church. And also he's credited for composing the Te Deum, which is believed to have been written when he baptized uh, Augustine of Hippo. So that's really cool. We know that that hymn well. And so basically he's the confessor and doctor of the church, and he's patron saint of beekeepers, beggars, learning which is really cool because i guess he was a wonderful teacher and milan in general and uh, his feast day is december 7th awesome. so also pearl harbor day right and yeah, and our our and carmel's anniversary yes, <laughs> i'm thinking that's of all okay. december 7th stuff so saint ambrose pray for us he was phenomenal he was a phenomenal saint amen so this next one is actually a, a holy day of obligation yes uh, it's actually the feast of the immaculate conception of course a major holy day and yes. uh, what a beautiful time uh, during Advent to celebrate the, the Immaculate Conception. Yes. People sometimes think exactly. it's a reference to Jesus. Exactly, I was just Jesus. about to say. <laughs> I was just about to say that I'm sure we probably confused it too or never really even thought about it much, that a lot of people confuse that feast day thinking that the, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception means a feast of Jesus, meaning because he was Immaculate Conce- immaculately conceived. But actually, it's referring to Our Lady and... Uh, Lacey from Catholic Icing has the cutest little image of um, a little saint, uh, 
ornament, that paper saint ornament, the printable. And it's Saint Anne because Saint Anne was Mary's mother. And it has Mary, a little a little baby Mary on her tummy. You have to remember that Our Lady was immaculately conceived. And the whole theology about that is is long and involved. But basically the idea is that if you were God and you could make your mother, wouldn't you make her perfect? And our, our separated brothers and sisters will, will argue that she was simply a vessel and therefore not, it was not necessary for her to be perfect. But our Lord knows that anything he, he was going to be held in her womb and conceived in her womb. And therefore God is not going to be held by anything that was imperfect. So therefore she had to be perfected at the moment of her conception. So the church teaches, the Catholic church teaches very beautifully that Our Lady was immaculately conceived. So when we talk about the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, we are talking about Our Lady's conception. Yes. And, and it's and so, I know nine months later, in September, September 8th, we right. celebrate her birthday. Right. Um, is there a CCC video on that one? You know, Kelly's asking uh, for you to show the video again. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness, so just Kelly. Show that real quick. This is um, fantastic. I'll have to, one of these days, I'll have to bring in all our collection because we literally have, I mean, I think everyone that they've made. There's one of Our Lady Guadalupe, which is really good. And I caught myself singing the sweet little song that they sing about Lady of the Roses, which is how they refer to Our Lady Guadalupe in St. Juan Diego's story. Um, and so I would highly recommend you look up these CCC videos. I mean, obviously, I have it in on DVD. I would imagine by now they might even have, you know, downloads or, I don't know, MP3. I have no idea what the yeah. scenario would be as far as uh, technology is concerned. But these have been priceless in our family's lives, and our kids love them. And what's really cool is once you have them, every time the feast day comes around, you're like, Just oh, my goodness, today's the Feast of yep. St. Nicholas. Let's go watch that one. Or, oh, my goodness, today's the, the day of uh, Our Lady Guadalupe. Let's watch the cartoon. And even my older kids remember watching these with great love, and it's just a joy to pop these into the player yeah. or watch them on the video screen and see them because it's just really fun to do. It sure is. So I wonder, Highly I need to go back and check it. and see if we have an, if there's an expanded list of the saints yeah. available for that one. It'd be great to, here, yeah, please do. Um, so the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, um, again, this year is going to be on a Tuesday. So do we know if there's been any, you know, announcements about Holy Mass or anything? I mean, like in this crazy time where there's dispensations for a lot of things. I haven't seen anything. So we'll have to make sure and check on that. But yeah. obviously, you know, call your parish, make sure that there's a Holy Mass being said. I would imagine that there's some sort of dispensation going on since there's a general dispensation, as far as I know, right? Right. For Holy Mass. But but listen, if you are feeling called to go Holy Mass, which I hope that you are, I hope that you are back at Holy Mass, if possible, if there's nothing in your way, you know, causing you to be concerned or literally practically um, unable. If you were able to go, hey, this is a, what did you say? It was a high holy day. It's a, it's well, a, yeah, it's it's a, a like, yeah. is it a solemnity? Very, it's a, it's a, the feast. Of, it's a so feast day. It's a so it's important for you to remember that it's beautiful, especially in these trying times. How many times have we said, oh my goodness, Lord, we're reaching out to, we're calling on you. Our lady, we're calling on you. What better way to call on our lady than by celebrating her feast day? It's crazy important to get out to Holy Mass, to go with Our Lady to adoration, to sit in the presence of her son and ask God, help me during these times. Help me understand the path you want me to take. Help me to grow in holiness during this Advent season. I mean, it's obvious that Our Lady was beautiful and sinless, perfect uh, from the moment of her conception, 
but it's it's not only that we know it we we need to celebrate it because you remember the church teaches us as we as we pray we believe and so we really need to remember that if we 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 celebrate these feasts well we will grow in holiness we will grow in belief lord help my unbelief it's very important that we literally do the practices that will help our children and our families grow in faith. Yes, and I love the the Old Testament reference to uh, <clears throat> the Ark of the Covenant yes. and the Ark of the New Covenant. You know, in the Old Testament, you know, when they carried mm-hmm. uh, the staff of Aaron and the tablets, uh, and the tablets you know, they carried <clears throat> them in a most precious <clears throat> and and and, and in a orchestrated by God. Ark you know, with angels. Yes, yes it was beautiful. You know, and that's you know, we we call Mary the Ark of the New Covenant. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't touch. Remember, there's a story about how. Um, the ark, when they were carrying, processing the ark, it almost fell, and I can't remember who it was that kind of steadied it, and the person was struck dead, dead. immediately. Yep. And so you think about Our Lady being the ark of the new covenant. She's literally the vessel. She's literally the tabernacle of Jesus. Yes, the first tabernacle. Um, she is, we are, we are, she is sacred. She is untouchable, and that's what the devil hates, right? Mm. That's the thing he hates most about her is that she's humble and precious, and the vessel through which our Lord brings about salvation. She's immaculate. She's immaculate. So we need All to right. make sure and celebrate the Boy, Feast of I, the Immaculate know, Conception. I, you know, we talked about, uh, <laughs> talking about these, these uh, saints and feasts uh, of, of Advent. I thought, man, we're just not going to have enough uh, for material. But you know, we're, we're, we're at 40 minutes into the show. We have to blast through them because there's yes. so much to celebrate. Okay, Absolutely. So, so jumping into one of my favorites, uh, St. Juan Diego. St. Juan Diego. is December 9th. And you know what? I should have brought the CCC video. I know, that had, say, where's the rest I of them? I know. I should have just grabbed the whole deck. And Our Lady of Guadalupe. I'm there's a beautiful a one about Our Lady of Guadalupe. And of course, St. Juan Diego's featured in that yes. because their, their feast days are so close. So he's on the 9th. And it's then be Wednesday this year. Yes, so. and December twelfth is Our Lady of Guadalupe. So you put those two together, and you can watch that CCC video. And I'm looking here; it says CCC. Are they the same video, or are they two separate? No, ones? they're two separate videos. Okay, cool. And this says CCCofamerica.com. So right. it's you should be able to find it on the internet, especially now since these are based out of kind Irving. of old. And, uh, and um, they're just fantastic. Yeah. So there's one on Our Lady of Guadalupe. So, of course, it features St. Juan Diego. And my favorite line from uh, the cartoon yes. is is when they quote Our Lady, what she tells him, when she says, am I not your mother? Mm-hmm. Am I not here, Juan Dieguito? I mean, it's so precious how she speaks to him. And for all those people, I mean, here we are at the Guadalupe Radio Network, and we think about Our Lady of Guadalupe, and she is like the most recognized uh, title in the Americas for us. So when you think of Our Lady Guadalupe, you have to think of St. Juan Diego and his humility and his littleness and his humbleness. And I think it's hilarious that he thinks, well, I, you know, he's, if I you know the story, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, okay, so I, I can't see her today because I, I got to go get a doctor for my uncle who's dying or whatever. He's ill. So I'm just going to go around the, the hill in the opposite direction. Yeah. And She'll, the lady won't find me. I'm thinking to myself, really? You're thinking that you're going to like outwit the mother of God, you know, and just like go the opposite path and she's not going to like come and find you. So I think Juan Diego's story is so precious. It's very precious. 
And the idea is that during the time that he lived, there was all this conversion happening. And remember, Our Lady of Guadalupe converted millions, millions of souls. And so Juan Diego is a great saint to learn about. And his feast day is December 9th. And we know a lot of kids named Diego, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> quick quick side note, um, Jamie's sharing with us that she thinks the CCC is having a sale right now. So buy them all, folks. Oh, my goodness. But this would be a perfect gift. Yes, Stocking stuffers, you know, St. Nicholas Day. I mean, it's just so great. Oh, my goodness. They Thanks, awesome. Jamie. They're yes, fantastic. Thank you for telling us that. Uh, Greg yes. and Alma are both watching with us right now. Of course, wonderful Pat and Dave are Yay, watching with us as fantastic. well. Um, God bless you all. So I, I didn't want to say too much about Our Lady of Guadalupe because we got two more saints in the middle of there. That's right. So on December 10th, Our Lady of Loretto. Our Lady of Loretto. Now, I must say that I know very little about Our Lady under this title, except that I know her, the general um, connection between her and obviously Mother Teresa, because yes. doesn't Mother Teresa come from that, uh, an order of Loretto and just the whole, do you sure. know the scenario? No. <laughs> No, Our Lady of Loretto, another beautiful title. You know, I, <laughs> I like to say that there are so many titles. In fact, I, I want to say the last time I heard it was 117, but it could be much larger than that. Forgive my ignorance on that. But yeah, there are uh, amazing yep. titles of Our Lady, and she has a tremendous amount of feast days, obviously, because she is the mother of God. So, you know, somebody of just course mentioned to us before have... the show, Teresa said Our Lady of Rwanda. I'm like, what? <clears throat> Cabejo? So and we Cabejo, and oh my goodness, it's <laughs> tremendous. But you know what's really funny? is that you and I always say this, because we say this over and over again, I didn't know, I didn't know, why didn't I know? As a cradle Catholic, I should but know. But now you do. So there are so many times when I would say, hmm, is that, is that Our Lady of, is Our Lady Guadalupe the same as Our Lady of Loretto? I mean, if you are very ignorant about your faith and you don't appreciate that, that Our Lady has a million titles because she is, has appeared in many places, She's given the title to people when she appears. She says, I am the Lady of the Rosary. I am the Lady of the Immaculate Conception. She gives herself titles. Other people proclaim her. Popes have proclaimed her different things. It's so important. We have something to celebrate about several different aspects of her life in the feast days that we celebrate. And Our Lady of Loretto is one yeah. of those yeah. feast days. One of the things I like to mention, you know, is a tie into the Sherathon that starts tomorrow. <clears throat> um, you know, I, our number one prayer request is to pray for fallen away family members That's that have, right. you know, family members that have fallen away from the faith. And I always tell grandparents, I usually, when I'm on the phone taking calls, I say, are you a grandparent? Oh, yes. I say, if your kids have left, go through your grandkids. You know, this is a perfect opportunity. Oh, Give sweet. your grandkids a, a feast day saint um, item mm-hmm. so that way you can start talking statue, about it. Because a I card. Can, yeah, I can guarantee your grandchild is going to mention to mom and dad or your, That's your a child. That's great way. Going hey, the what's back this? Door. What is this? And it's going to strike <laughs> a nerve the right way. So something to think about. Um, so December 11th is Our Lady Queen of Angels. And do you know how I think about when I think about this? I think, Mother Angelica. I think about okay, Mother cool. Angelica yes. because her. Her basilica there, yes. is it a basilica? No, is, well, the chapel a, is a Lady of Angels. It's a shrine? The, the chapel is Our Lady <clears throat> of Angels in Irondale. In Irondale. Yes, not the basilica. So, not, so I mean, the one the, that you see, if you watch shrine. Daily Mass on EWTM, right. yes. you see that chapel there where they have Daily Mass. That is a chapel of the Queen. Dedicated to Our Lady of Angels. Of the Lady of the Angels. Yes. Very so good. Cool. Very good. Very good. And um, of course, she's the Queen of All Saints. In All yes. Saints Day, you always think about her as that. And then she's the queen of the angels because the angels are basically her soldiers, right? They're they're her. They follow her and they do her bidding because she has been given that grace and that honor by God. And we actually, so of course she is the queen of the angels. That's kind of a given, right? And sure we're told is. that Saint Michael is her 
her head soldier, right? Oof, so that's awesome. at her command, by by virtue of God giving her the the grace and the ability, she is going to, you know, hey, have Saint Michael come and smack everybody around with his. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes a lot of sense that she's Our Lady Queen of the Angels. So that's another beautiful title of Our Lady. And kind of like the station in, K- in San Antonio's KJMA, the JMA <laughs> stands for Jesus, Mary, and Anthony. We actually that's not within one of my five stations, but within mm-hmm. the the thirty nine stations of the Guadalupe Radio Network, we have KQOA, which stands for Queen, Queen of, of Angels. angels. So something very, very Way nice. So if you have a devotion to the angels, you should re- recognize obviously that Our Lady is Queen of Amen. The angels. Absolutely love that. I want to say hi to Claudia. She's watching this right now on Facebook hi, Live, folks. Claudia. Please press the share button. God bless you and share this with your friends so that way they they tune in. I feel a little like you're work. in the room with us when you're yeah, on I know, Facebook right? with us. Whenever they mention comments, very cool. you know, we, we, we yeah, go back very and forth. Cool. Um, and then, again, you mentioned the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe on December 12th. Uh, one, many traditions happen on that day to include matachines and getting up early and, right. and celebrating so that So a lot of schools feast. used to, I don't know if they're doing it this year because of the obvious difference in, in the scenarios, but I mean, I can remember as 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 young children in elementary school, we would have mass at 6 a.m., uh, we even learned how to folklorico dance. We, <laughs> yes. we should have brought one of those pictures oh, of us yeah. folklorico dancing. It was eighth grade. Yes. I mean, we had full on costumes and it was just amazing. And to this day, I can still stamp out some songs. What's, what are some of the music that we play? Yeah. It was just a, it's a beautiful <laughs> day to, to celebrate for obvious reasons. Our Lady of Guadalupe is really big in the Americas because she is She's the, lady, the patron of, the of yeah, the Our Lady of the Americas. So, um, I don't think we need to do a huge amount of talk about her because so many people know about the origins of Our Lady Guadalupe, when she appeared. But what's really cool is that there's something that happens in San Antonio that many people, a lot of people don't know about. Right. And uh, they're still talking right now about the details because I know, you know, Father Scott, I believe, tested positive for Corona. Um, He's the pastor at Our Lady Guadalupe him. in Helotus. Pray for Father um, Scott Yanis. You know, there's a pilgrimage walk, I believe, you know, that is called that uh, one year <clears throat> you can take a you know, starting off with Holy Mass from Our Lady Guadalupe in Helotus and you pilgrimage walk down to Our Lady Guadalupe on El Paso Street, kind cool. of west side of, uh, of San Antonio. Um, it's about 17, 17.1 miles. And then the following year, <clears throat> like next year, it'll be from the one on El Paso Street up to the one mm-hmm. in Helotus. Uh, but they're still trying to finalize the details, <clears throat> the, the upkick in the corona uh, virus cases is going up. So I think today or tomorrow, Father Chris and Father, who's the pastor at the Lady Guadalupe in on El Paso, um, Father Chris and Father Scott are going to be chatting about uh, to see if they're doing it at all. So please stay tuned. You know, we, as soon as we get confirmation that it's going to happen for sure, I know I'm since it's on a Saturday, I'm already planning to do it. I think this is my sure. fifth time doing it. Um, I know one of those times in there, I had my little phone and I did some little prayers as I was yeah, Facebook live kind some of thing. Posts, live posts. What's really cool is that okay, so once again, we had no clue that this was happening, right? We didn't know this was a tradition. We had no idea that people did this. And I can remember we were driving on Bandera and like, what are those people doing? Like, you would see little little clusters of people just walking, which was kind of unusual because there are spaces where there are no sidewalks. You're literally walking on the side of the road in some cases. Yeah. A lot but of the way the inside, road, yeah. when off you're outside 1604, yeah, yeah. right? Off the road, there's a little yeah, you're little, safe. trails, but not you're sidewalks. You're safe, but it does seem unusual to see people walking. And, and you would see many people with pictures of Our Lady Guadalupe. They were wearing Our Lady Guadalupe paraphernalia, like T-shirts and 
hats and things like that. And you would go, what in the world's going on? Wow, this is really interesting. Hey, Elizabeth. And you would kind of pass by this really long, I mean, if you really went down Bandera, you would notice there's clusters of people all the way down. And it wasn't until we saw it that we realized what was going on. And we're like, wow, that's really very cool. And so a few years ago, you decided you were going to do it. And the very first time you did it, you really didn't prepare for it, right? And what was the experience? It was great because, you know, <laughs> it's a long That's walk. common with you, Richard Rana. Yeah. You, you'll participate in triathlons or marathons or whatever you do, just cold turkey. Yeah, which is not a smart thing to do. I don't it's recommend that. It's not a smart so thing please don't to do. do. That. But this is a walk. This is a walk at your own pace. It's not a race. Right. You can pray. You know, I played. I was able to, of course, pray multiple rosaries. Some people ask me how long it took. If I remember correctly, I think the first one took me four, maybe four and a half hours. The second, I've gotten down to like three and a half hours. But again, it's not a race, right? Not, and we know some people like our fabulous Deacon Santos. Oh yeah, Jose Deacon Santos. Jose Santos. He's just crazy who, fast. He I is crazy fast, but he also <laughs> has a great method because he talks yes. about how he he knows people along the route. And he knows that he stops and rests and takes a little break. Maybe and he actually goes something. and visits. He knows he's he a visits doctor. people. It's it's very much like a pilgrimage. He goes and visits with people along the path. Yes, and he well he knows several doctors that work work along that Bandera That's road really and so cool. forth. So he'll pop in there and. And it's funny because I know his walk. I'm all about the sound. <laughs> so he's got a, a pace that's much faster than mine, and he's got a walking stick. So I hear him. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and I look back, and there he is. And next thing, we walk for a while, and, he, and, and he'll pull over and start chatting with somebody, and I'll just Very keep walking. Cool. And then about an hour later, here he comes again. And I'm like, wow. And he does cool. take off before I do. Because um, uh, I think when you start, last year we went from uh, Lady of Guadalupe on El Paso Street. I don't believe it started off with a Mass. Of course, Father uh, did give us a blessing and so forth. So he, some people leave earlier. Yeah. Uh, this year it was initially uh, planned that Holy Mass would start at 7 o'clock. Uh, at 8 o'clock they, they'd all gather outside and have a, uh, get a blessing from Father Scott and so forth. And then mm-hmm. you take off at your own pace. But some people take off a little bit later. Some people take off a little earlier. But in either case, there's a, just a long stream of people along this way. It's very, very way. cool. Yeah, it really, really, really is. So if you need that that pick-me-up, that wonderful prayer time during Advent, right kind of in the middle-ish area, uh, you know, consider prayerfully doing it. Um, but again, you know, we'll give you, you can call up either one of the parishes to confirm. Uh, maybe you hear before we do, right. but if you le- find out, let us know. We'll get to the money. But you know air. what? Even if it's not an official event. Because you're la- going to do it this year, right? Our, our lady knows you're doing it. Okay, <laughs> so here's the deal. I was just about to say this. So I'll tell you a little secret. I have not, I told myself, uh, what, a month ago, or rather you mentioned it. You're like, you really should try to do it this year. And in the past, I've just been busy or whatever. I just felt like I was un- incapable of doing it. And I'm really not capable of doing it. 17 miles is a long, I mean, if you're not walking. used to walking, that's a long walking. way. Just yes, walking. it's just walking. But you and I walked 10 miles one night when our car broke down between the valley and San Antonio. And uh, I was crippled the next day. <laughs> that was 25 years ago. So that was 25 years ago. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm older. This is, I haven't planned for this. I'm not a, I'm not a regular walker. But guess what? I have decided to participate in this Woo! year. Now, we Richard Reyna, yesterday. Woo! Richard Reyna walks a lot faster than I do. I just, I can't keep up with him even when we're walking in our neighborhood. I don't know if it's just I'm not capable. He's more athletic. He's got longer legs. I don't know. The point is, is that he's going to focus on his own pace and I'm going to go Teresa slower. Teresa. Slower. So here's a challenge, ladies. If you are in San Antonio or the surrounding areas, because I know people come in to do it from all over the place, and you would like to walk and you're interested in encouraging me and me encouraging you, 
there is a good possibility that we could be walking together yes, on yes, December twelfth yes. in, in our honor of our Lady Guadalupe. I have many prayer Saturday, intentions. So. This is Saturday. I have many prayer intention, intentions. I'm absolutely sure that it would not by any means be wasted time. I may get crippled along the way <laughs> and some people are picked up along the path and stuff and they <laughs> hey, do as Jamie, much as they can. can. Join us. <laughs> but you know, it'll be it'll be an opportunity to sacrifice. And in this day and age where we have to pray a lot, listen. Things are not over yet. Pandemic's not over yet. The election's not over yet. Your lost, fallen away, faithful or unfaithful Catholic family, they're not gone yet. There is a lot to pray for and into abortion and into sex trafficking and into all the crazy that's going on. There are so many intentions. It's crazy. We could walk back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So think about it. And if you're interested, contact Richard on Facebook, contact me on Facebook, contact the radio station. And tell me, and we'll start off. We're, I'm kind of thinking that if I get a bunch of ladies together, maybe we can make it a really beautiful, we'll pray, we'll talk, we'll offer our, our time and our suffering to God and make it a very fruitful feast of our Lady Guadalupe. Nice. Yeah, I love that because now you got to do it. That's great. <laughs> so Michelle says she's going to send some prayer intentions. So, you Yay. know, I usually carry in my backpack the yeah, prayer intentions right. that people get throughout the year. Send us. So I'll be mm-hmm. praying for you all as well. I know we've got about a minute and a half left. Wow. And um, we still have a few yeah, feast days. We're going to take it into the after show Absolutely. and talk about uh, St. John the Cross, St. Thomas the Apostle. Absolutely. Um, it's going to be uh, wonderful. But I, I do want to thank all of you all. Uh, please keep us in your prayers. Again, the, the Christmas Shareathon starts tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. sharp, Central Time. Well, we're on Central Time and my station's here. Um, but folks, please do your best to, to, to keep us in your prayers. Please prayerfully consider calling, uh, uh, making a call of support, a pledge of support to keep your station on the air, whether it's one, uh, one-time pledge or maybe you have the opportunity to make a, a little bit larger gift because uh, the end of the year took place. Maybe you know you're going to be getting a Christmas bonus and then maybe not all of you all are getting that, but maybe you can. Uh, maybe do a monthly pledge. Please, please, please keep us in your prayers. If you want to volunteer, come on out here. You know, doing our best to keep people socially distanced, of course, and have a, um, what do you call it, a, a, a plexiglass in certain spots. And just doing our very best to keep you all safe. But uh, volunteers, I can use you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yes. Friday. We're on the air 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And we have the call center here on Friday. Uh, so please keep us in your prayers. We need to do well. We need to finish off uh, this year, 2020, and say bye-bye, 2020. But don't go anywhere. (laughs) We're going to keep this going on the other side of this, at the end of the show. So on Facebook Live, if you're tuning in, we're going to keep going. God God bless bless y'all. Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? Email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk. The Schoenstatt Rosary Campaign 70th Anniversary Commemorative Pin is now available for sale for $10 at the Hope Religious Store. The Hope Religious Store is located at 17071 Low Road in Helotus. Or you can contact Edna at 210-254-5770. 
210-254-5770. All proceeds from the sale of the pen are for the upkeep of the Schoenstatt Shrine. Guadalupe Radio Network would like to thank Real Mission Media for their support of our mission to help save souls for the greater glory of God. For more information, find them on the web at realmissionmedia.com. That's R-E-E-L, missionmedia.com. Don't rely on Uncle Bob to record your dance moves with his new smartphone. Prayerfully consider hiring Real Mission Media. You can also find out more information about Real Mission Media on YouTube. That's R-E-E-L, Mission Media. Get ready, because a brand new morning show is headed your way. Hi, I'm Emily Alcaraz, and I have some exciting news for you. The Catholic Drive Time Show is premiering on December 9th from 6 to 8 a.m. Central Time, featuring original content, enlightening interviews, breaking headlines, and prize giveaways. Join us as we discuss the most important issues of our day and have some fun along the way. Tune in on weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m. Central Time, starting on December 9th. You don't want to miss it. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Streaming to the world at grnonline.com and on your FM dial at 89.7. We're KJMA, Floresville, San Antonio. All Catholic all the time.